Well, every six months or so, I have the chance to talk to one of our longest partners. In fact, uh, our oldest partner here at Biz News, uh, Brightrock. And boy, have we been proud of the way that they have delivered over many years. Scott Malan, uh, who's the chief executive of the Disruptive Life Assurer, is with us today. We'll be talking in just a moment about progress. Scott, when I think about life assurance, I've got to think about the pandemic. And I know a heck of a lot's been happening at Bright Rock recently, but maybe we could start there. And just how are you today when you look back on the pandemic? Can you quantify how much it cost? Or I suppose that's the first thing. And then secondly, are you guys back to where you were before the pandemic arrived? Yeah. Um Yes, good day, Alec. I mean, I've, I think firstly, thank you for that intro. I mean, uh, and 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 we've valued our partnerships over the years as as much as well. Um, yeah. So if I look at the pandemic, I think it is a good place to start. I mean, at that point, Brightrock was pretty much seven years in the market. You know, we were very much in our just development stages of of the business, um, and and uh, it, it was severe. I mean, to give you a sense, that twenty twenty. Um, yeah, that first year of that uh, hard lockdown events. I mean, Brightrock paid out more claims than the preceding seven years, um, which just really puts that into context. Um, and and if one look at that, the impact was obviously on claims, um, you know, and across our products. Um, we we saw, you know, especially when um, that was um, hard lockdown, we saw a funeral book uh, really taking strain, um, and and really that was. Um, driven by um, people that couldn't necessarily um, work in that hard lockdown or were still pretty much active um, in their communities. And then, you know, um, uh, Delta and, 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 and Wave 2 and 3 um, resulted in quite a significant impact on, on across the various product ranges. So, yeah, it's been severe. Um, and the impact wasn't just on the claims, it was also on just business activity. I mean, Brightbrook was in a very fortunate position at that stage where, we could um, do a lot of our work digitally. We could move our people digitally very quickly. Our most all our platforms operate digitally with our advisors, so that really helped us a lot. And in fact, you know, if I look back now, twenty twenty one was Brightrock's uh, best performing year um, that that we that we saw um, from a new business, from a from a just a growing um, our market share point of view. So, if I look now where we are, yes, I mean the business is. Um, significantly in a stronger position than what we were obviously during COVID, but we also much stronger than we were pre-COVID. I mean, to just qualify that a little bit for you, um, in our new business levels are at, at pre-COVID levels and higher. Um, our market share has, has um, you know, picked up. You know, it's uh, from from that pre-COVID levels. I mean, we're sitting now at a, a 12.4-odd percent um, market share, which is unbelievable in a in such a short space of time in the IFA market, and then I think the, the place where we're much stronger, Alec, um, is we had to re-engineer certain capability of the business. You know, if you think about um, our claims um, process and our claims teams, I mean that's been completely re-engineered, and it's now better for it. Um, we, we've seen significant improvements in every single element of the business from a processing point of view. You know, all the way from our new business 
um, and as I said to your claims claims position. And then, you know, I think the 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 team, the the people thought it's also stronger. You know, something like that. It's been obviously devastating to to most families, to most South Africans out there. But you know, you take heart from what you learn from there and and grow stronger. And that's been a fact with the Bright Rock team. You know, the guys get. Um, we often talk about it if we've managed to work through that as a very small business. Um, imagine what else we can face and challenges. I mean, and 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 that brings in. Not an arrogant sense of arrogance, but a sense of inherent confidence that problems coming our way we can solve, and that's for me very, very positive. That's an interesting way of looking at it. But if we just just go back because of your funeral um, area the, with your funeral policies, which is a significant um, impact that you have there, maybe we can just solve this argument for once and for all. If you consider a, a life assurer would be impacted heavily because you insure people's lives by something that comes along and kills people. And just, just to be blunt on it. And of course, on the funeral side, there are more people having funerals because they're dying. Could you, is there any way you could just, just share that with us? Because there are still people around today who believe that the, that COVID-19 wasn't such a big deal. It was no more than just a, you know, a, a bad flu. Yeah, so, um, you know, to give you stats um, offhand is, is, is a bit difficult. You know, I think the, um, you know, the, the COVID pandemic, there's no doubt that uh, the excess claims that South African life insurance companies paid were, um, were multiples in some cases, you know, and, and I can talk just on personal experience in the funeral, funeral space. I mean, that odd lockdown period that we saw that, um, you know, even into June, July 2020, it's now a few years back. But, I mean, we saw more than double um, your normal claims experience in some of the areas, um, Alec, you know, and, um, and, 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 and the impact was absolutely devastating. I mean, I had the privilege or the horror um, to go and visit some of our funeral parlors during that time, you know, and, and they simply just couldn't keep up with, uh, with people having to be buried. And, um, and, and I do believe a lot of the funeral Parlors still battle to this day to really just recover from that point in time. You know, they they see they saw um, their businesses just decimated, having to now take care of these families in a big way. So, um, you know, I, I think funeral the funeral industry is a great example to illustrate that this was a real pandemic. You know, the impact on this was was absolutely um, horrific. I mean, uh, South Africa. I think I read a stat somewhere as well was. And now we're talking relative to what your normal claims curve is, was just a, just second to India um, globally in in impact on on death claims. And um, you know, I don't think um, the story stops there. You know, we are um, still in pretty much an aftermath of of COVID. I mean, we are not meaningful yet, but there's definitely evidence that suggests that um, there's there's a tick up in in longer-term disability, you know, more your mental type of conditions. Um, but these are things we monitor very closely, you know. And um, I think even things like cancers and heart conditions have not been as actively managed as they would have been pre-COVID, you know. And, and we've seen those conditions also ticking up more than, more than um, what one would have expected um, in, in these conditions. And, and keep in mind, Alec, you know, the... There is a selection effect of COVID. You know, you would you would think that your claims experience now would have recovered 
dramatically and in fact have improved, you know, given that of, of that selection effect. I, um, the industry sometimes, which which is not a very sensitive term, it might talk even about a, a herding um, situation, um, unfortunately. And um, and that's not happening. You know, insurers are seeing recovery, but they're not seeing claims experience being way down. Um, and, and that's also, for me, evidence that, that the aftermath hasn't, hasn't really been completely understood or felt. Wow. Well, thanks for unpacking all of that. But I guess, as you said earlier, within the business itself, within Brightrock itself, it did uh, unify the troops. Yeah, there's no doubt. Alec, I mean, it's it's quite unbelievable. I mean, and you know, you know, I mean, the the founder team is pretty much still the the team in place. You know, and um, and 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 if you look at that, that doesn't ex- stop just with the founders. It's really the call it the core executive team and 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 uh, the senior senior management team of Brightrock, and um, and that really working through starting a new business, building up the business, and then being hit by COVID. Um, you know, and and being able to really step up and protect our clients in a way that we probably never imagined we would do in in our lifetimes. Um, there's no doubt that that galvanizes and brings together a group of people that uh, that believed in the same objective. Um, was it tough? Absolutely. You know, um, but things that I'm very proud of, Alec. I mean, we didn't have to um, lay off anybody. There wasn't any retrenchments. I mean, and, and we protected everybody. In fact, we grew during that time, as I as I said earlier. Um, and and it's those things that, um, that that I think is is valuable. The other thing is also we 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 were very open in our communication, you know. And as a group of people, we are typically culturally we quite open in our communication. So we shared the challenges, you know. I'll never forget. Um, I think it was through Delta Wave. What was that? Twenty twenty one, end of twenty twenty. Um, we 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 saw you know a very tough. Um, claims experience and 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 it, because it rushed upon us, we, we weren't prepared for the sudden dramatic increase in claims. You know, just to give you a sense, um, you know, our, our our number of claims that we were dealing with um, were a multiple of three times what we were used to, um, over, literally overnight. Um, and 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 we had to pull in multidisciplinary people to support our claims team to make sure we solve that problem. And you know, these things. Or, you know, you might say, should we have done things differently, planning differently, but you couldn't. You know, in the best imagination, best preparation, you couldn't. But what was for me so special was us coming together as a team, saying, okay, we need X, Y, and Z. We need to stand together. And, and the people came came out and we solved that problem, you know, um, to, to to resolve it. So so a lot of those stories, um, and, and I think it bodes well for the future, you know, in, in facing new problems. And you know, South African and life insurance industry is, is um, you know, hasn't been a, a growing industry in real terms. I mean, it's it's been relatively stagnant. Um, so it is an industry that's um, that's tough, and consumers clearly are under severe financial strain. Um, and it's our job to make sure that that can we offer our clients a better deal through the product that we have through our efficiency. You know, we've spoken about that many times. Where for the same premium, they they can get more cover or even save save some premiums on the same cover amounts by buying what they need. It's all of those things that really um, is is uh, is is important now, you know. And, and engaging with our advisors to say if your clients are under strain, maybe there's a better house for them in in the Brightrock product solution. And these are things that we that we're looking at and and, and building out. Needs matched, yeah. It's now pretty well known within the industry the way that 
that you can tailor products, which was not possible before Bright Rock's disruptive yeah. uh, impact on the industry. But what about Sunlam? They they now your your owners. Uh, you the the founders are still together. What are they like working for rather than working for yourselves? Yeah, Alec. Um, I mean, when when the deal was announced, I mean, I remember you and me had a chat, and I think the, um, I mean, a lot of people want to know kind of how's it going now, you know, and and, uh, and I think that's more the interesting part probably um, than the original decision because I think skeptics would think, yeah, and uh, Sunlam would want to try and paint us blue, um, and that can't be further from the truth, you know, Alec. We did a we did a very interesting study. Um, a while back through NMG Consulting, you know, that independent uh, consulting, um, actuarial consulting firm. And um, we asked them the question, what's the overlap between Right Rock and the Sunlam competing um, product, which is Matrix on their side? Um, it's called Matrix. Well, what's the overlap in support from brokers? You know, and, and the result was very, not unsurprising, but the, but it was still a surprise how, little overlap there is between our two products and, and companies. And it's less than 10%, Alec, you know. Um, it's at 9% um, where, where we see an overlap in broker support. And then collectively, we cover close to 60% of the IFA independent financial advisory market. So for Sunlum, that, that was really evidence that, you know, this idea of two horses in one race models working for them. Um, we appeal to different clients. We appeal to different advisors. Um, and that supports also the fact that we've got to maintain very much the Brightrock um, business model, the, the, the Brightrock culture, the Brightrock way of operating, um, because that's delivering results um, not just for Brightrock, but obviously also for the Sunlam group. And, and I think that underlines their intent and, and what was key to our, our partnership with them was to say, you know, Brightrock is that being an independent challenger, as you say, also a disruptive player in the market, and let's continue building on that. So it's been, it's been uh, the dust has pretty much settled. I mean, we, um, you know, and 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 that partnership is basically business as usual, Alec. You know, we people, I think, uh, forget that we've had Sunlum as a majority shareholder for now uh, the good part of six years, um, and uh, and and they're pretty good with that. You know, I think there's a lot of trust that's been built up. And obviously, certain processes, policies, governance must must align. Um, but that I think is a good thing because that also helps us maturing in a in a way to to very much um, meet our objectives of a a, a very mature and and uh, fully grown uh, life office financial services business. So, can you accelerate now that you've got this big daddy? Yeah, uh, I mean that's definitely the plan. I mean, if if I look at um, you know. Some of our discussions, I mean, we, we've got a, quite a pipeline at the moment still of development work that we need to complete. Um, obviously, COVID has delayed some of those plans, and we are accelerated on those plans. I mean, we've got a basically a two, three-year um, determined objective, um, and additional funding was was secured, um, you know, to, to allocate on developing out our, our capability. You know, things like... Um, um, or what we call our extra cover buy-up account, being able for clients to buy up to 10 million rands worth of additional cover to make it so seamless and easy for brokers, Alec, because we are seeing advisors use it. You know, we activated over uh, over 2.4 billion rands worth of just additional cover through that mechanism on 
existing client's policies, you know, and it's literally a phone call for the broker um, and, and for the client. So those capabilities we want to build out, we want to make it easier, and we believe that can add a significant amount of new business to, to the product. And quite often, which is fantastic for the whole industry, those cover amounts or what I would like to refer to as virgin new business. You know, it's not replacing existing policy. It's additional cover to bridge a client's gap. Um, so those things we're looking at, um, we're looking to to continue to grow our distribution channel as we as we always do. And and then, you know, we've, we've done a quite a detailed analysis. Is it time now to look at additional product lines, et cetera? Um, the time is not 100% right at the current environment, you know, in the current economy. Um, and also, as I said, we've got a, a very strong pipeline of things that we still need to deliver. So those things we'll be focusing on in the, in the, in the next year or two. Yeah. So it's a bit like clean house or at least maintain the home um, and then move into other areas. I, one of the questions I had down uh, here was what about investments? What about asset management? Life assurers are, they love that area, the annuity income that comes with it. Is it something for you? Yeah, it is, Alec. I mean, it is something that we would look at, and and and, and we've spoken about it before as well. The our, our product really is taking care of that. Um, what if something goes wrong? You know, impact on your balance sheet, um, and and you know, it's not really complete if you don't have the other side of building your balance sheet and and helping a client build their balance sheet. And similarly, that that efficiency, you know, that that gets. Um, made available or is being made available from from our risk product could e- very easily be channeled into that savings product. So, so that that need is there. Um, for me, it's about the timing. For me, it's about making sure that it's right for for us as a as a business. Um, you know, other other things that's important on that is, you know, um, with with the Sunland partnership. I mean, we we can very really, um, comfortably leverage of their underlying infrastructure, which I think is is also giving us a leg up if we um, and when we go down that channel. So that's on the radar. You know, I think also what's quite important is is to realise. I mean, if I look at our market share, yes, we're lying that third, fourth position in the IFA space. But um, you know, I think we still got room to grow there. You know, quite a lot of room to grow in our risk product. You know, twelve odd market share percentage market share is good. Um, but it means that there's still a huge scope for growth in that space. And, uh, and I would really want to solidify that position even more. Um, you know, and, and those are things that, that I want to concentrate for the immediate future because those are, let's say, low-hanging fruit, Alec, but um, you know, that bird in your hand and, and really let's maximize that um, before we, before we uh, venture to additional things. But that table is set for, for growing our product range very much so. So interesting you say bird in the hand. That is Warren Buffett's advice to anyone in investments and I guess in business as well is the core theory is a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. So sometimes look after what you've got. Uh, Skalk Malan is the chief executive of the Disruptive Life Assurer Brightrock and I'm Alec Hogg from biznews.com. 